Hello and welcome to the Parker Parker Podcast. I am your host and creator, Eric Parker. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for reaching out and listening uh, to the podcast. You probably know me firsthand. If you're hearing this early episode, appreciate the love and support. I know a lot of people I talk to who I've expressed this idea with have been very supportive of the idea. They know I talk my ass off. (laughs) They know I talk about a lot of different things. Try to keep it interesting, and so uh, that's really, really what this podcast is all about, right? Is expressing my ideas, putting them out there to the world, having good conversations, intelligent conversations, sometimes deep conversations. I say intelligent. The thing about intelligent conversations, I love to have them. I love to have those conversations where you're reaching a deeper level and really seeing who somebody is and their outlooks on the world and perspectives. And I think it's important to get that from people. I think it's important to reach out to the people around you and and really see what they're about and let them know what you're about, you know. And when you're in a good place, when you're in a good environment, it's it's fascinating who people really are, right? Um, it, It really is. So much different stories and the things that create people and the outlooks that they have and perspectives and the life lessons and and all those things are are such a beautiful thing and when you really tap into it and um i think that's awesome but it can go anywhere it can be about anything when it comes to those conversations and so i don't like to be pigeonholed into one particular thing and i had different concepts that i was going through with this podcast and one that i was really excited about but even then, it felt constrictive to only talk about one particular perspective on something or, or revisiting one theme when really I want to be on here and talk about anything with anyone, you know, uh, if if the mood suits, right? Because why not? Uh, you know, humans are, are varied. I'm interested in, in a lot of different th- things. I think a lot of it, almost anything can be interesting when presented by the right person you know somebody that has a passion and a love for what they're doing in any particular field or subject matter it can get really interesting you know and it's more the passion about it of that particular aspect of knowledge that makes it that makes it interesting you know it's not just the knowledge itself but the passion behind it and that can be about any different number of subject subject matter and so, yeah, when I, when it comes to this podcast, I didn't want to be pigeonholed. I didn't want to talk about any one particular thing because I wanted to talk about everything. And I have the potential to talk about everything that's out there, you know, and anything that I'm interested in. And so I think it's important to approach life with an open mind and an open heart, right? Um, try to stay away from judgment as much as I can. I think that shit's the enemy, <laughs> you know. Uh, of your own personal outlook on life, you know, is to start judging people too harshly. You know, there, I can judge an action. There's certain things that just are never cool, right? Um, but when it comes to the person that that f- thinks or feels a certain way, I, I try to be slow to judge because you just never know a person, and everybody's got a reason for feeling the way that they do. You know, um, some justified, some people on some bullshit, right? It's just just the way it is, but. But I think it's important to stay open, and I want to keep my conversations the same way. So I'm going to be getting into a lot of different things, <laughs> hopefully with a lot of different people. And again, the people that are hearing this on these early episodes are going to be people I, I know and interact with you know, at work, uh, personal life, regular basis, those kinds of things. And I work with a lot of cool people. <laughs> I'm not going to say where. Because, you know, everything expressed in here is my own viewpoints. But pe- the people out there know who they are. You know, I've, I've worked with a lot of cool people. And I, I stay in touch with a good number of them. And so, yeah, uh, it could be anybody that ends up on this podcast that I know in real life. Uh, at least initially, you know. Surely that, that springs outward as time goes on. But for right now, it's just me and talking to the people I know around me. And I know a lot of really cool, interesting people that I'm interested to know better, uh, to get 
more perspectives from on on how they see life and and the things that are going on in the world today where we're headed in the future all those things i find very very interesting and all those things can be explored almost endlessly you know and so uh, i want to talk about it all right um where we're at right now uh today <laughs> that shit popping off in Ukraine and Russia is is very scary. Uh, it looks like the potential for World War Three going on over there, which is something I I really don't want to see. You know, uh, heart goes out to all the people in the Ukraine. Um, Russia's kind of crazy. They got nuclear arms, which makes any long term protracted war with them, you know, a very uneasy situation a, a very um just damn i hope we can avoid it kind of situation overall when i look at it i hope i hope cooler heads prevail and something gets worked out there where uh ukraine maintains their independence and russia goes the fuck back home but without any further bloodshed or you know as little bloodshed as possible anyways i know it's probably wishful thinking to think there's not going to be any more bloodshed than what's already occurred. But, you know, it's, uh, I believe, in national sovereignty uh, up until we eliminate all borders. I think people are human everywhere. I think, you know, in in decent circumstances, mom's going to love their babies, you know. And everybody had a mom that loved them. Well, or hopefully did. I know that's not the truth for everybody. Some people get a bad hand and dealt with some shit. You know, uh, but I think that's more life itself getting skewed and in crazy situations that people get put upon put in uh, that leads to that happening. You know, maybe bad decision making for having kids in the first place. Who knows? You know, um, but in the natural order of things, you know, when when everything is going right, you know, uh, everybody's got a mom that loves them and. Um, and and that's true the world over, right? So I think human life should be valued and respected regardless of where that person happened to be born in or the culture or the religion. You know, any of those things that we use are, are, are used, not we necessarily, but, you know, tools of division. Uh, in, any of those things can be used as as a means of differentiating yourself from somebody or hating somebody or whatever but the reality is that we're all human you know and that that shit is all superficial uh to a certain degree everybody deserves love and respect the world over as default operating mode <laughs> if you will you know i think that's baseline of where human life and existence should be at and until we get there the world over, until people wake up and experience that within their own being, you know, on a daily basis, uh, until we get there, uh, the struggle continues. And there's going to be something worth fighting for because that's just the way it is, right? It's, uh, it's so much of the world is structured on economics and exploitation of one form or another and and power and all that shit and you know in the end it might be what drives people but i don't think it makes them happy necessarily i think you can have it and be paranoid and miserable the whole time and and yeah you've got power but but there's a lot you're missing in in that point you know and shit i guess you know i'm missing a lot of power in my life too you know so maybe you know, again, that judgment shit, it's tricky, right? <laughs> you know, because there's, there's things that I think I think, but at the same time, you don't know what it's like to be on the other foot, you know, to have that shoe on your foot. You know, what's it like to wake up and be a billionaire on a daily basis? I have no fucking idea. Must be nice, though, that money's not a problem, right? Like, uh, so few people are in that position. So, you know, economics is kind of fucked. I think it, you know... Be in my perspective here in the U.S., people are overworked like crazy. I th I think people in general don't realize how much vacation time is built into basically constitutions and governments and guarantees and such. Uh, 
in their working class just from a respect standpoint you know uh it's it's the american exceptionalism idea doesn't really match with reality when you start looking around at other well-developed countries you know it's um everybody starts beating their chest like nationalism again is another tool right like it's just that separation i think everything everybody's got things to approve on in the world over you know it's uh <laughs> all that shit is crazy but still going back to you know the original point americans over a little work like crazy the system is nuts housing prices keep getting more and more expensive everywhere people that live in places that are really crazy are, are seeking refuge elsewhere and then we'll go move to that spot and then create that same problem that we're trying to run from, you know, and which I certainly get because, uh, you know, living in the Austin area, I at this point have no aspirations or I will have aspirations, but I, I realistically can't feel like I'm going to be able to get a home in this area and keep my daughter in the same school that she's been in since kindergarten. You know, she's got friends she's known her whole life basically and it's you know you hesitate to move away from that you want the best for your kids you know and i think about it a lot but the housing prices here are fucking ridiculous you know and and that came from people moving from california and whatnot who were running away from prices on housing that was ridiculous as is all get out you know uh and comparatively to the you know bay area housing market right now austin probably still looks relatively cheap right but that's only because they're paying a million dollars for a three bedroom home out there which is fucking insane right our half a million for the same kind of shit might look really good but at the same time it's still really crazy right you know it's um so yeah, it, you know, uh, and so we'll move somewhere else and the, the, and think that 200000 is a great price and they'll be looking at us like we're crazy, you know, and so, and that cycle continues, in, I, you know, into the foreseeable future. I don't know how you even change it, really, because prices go up, everything's going up. The only thing that's not going up, really, is the fucking pay, right? It's, you know, everybody still struggles with that. Uh, a lot of companies want to be penny pinchers and and choking people out it's all very crazy you know it's um i think people owe it to themselves really to take a good look at where we're at collectively and collectively decide what we really want and what we want the future to look like and start moving towards that start defining that you know and get some long-term fucking goals in place not as an individual but as a society you know, it's uh, we really got to start thinking and acting in the best interest of each other, but on a, um, you know, it's it's got to be a conclusion that you arrive to yourself. It can't be forced on you. We have to want it for wanting sake, but not be for demanding sake. You know, it's uh, which again gets tricky, right? Because how do you get to that point? How do you get everybody on the same page? and moving for the same goals, but not do it in a way that demands that they move that way, to give them the option out of it, or just to not take part, you know, and still be able to eventually benefit from it. Because the idea is, uh, is of putting things in place that are to everyone's benefit, you know. it's I don't think you necessarily have to, you know, eat the rich, so to speak, but the there needs to be more of a respect for the little things in life you know you kind of see it with COVID and everybody retiring from their jobs and those kinds of things and how restaurants were hurt because of it how you know labor short is this and labor short is that but those jobs also didn't necessarily pay that great you know and so people are kind of realizing their own worth and like no nah, you need to we need more than this you know we need to get paid more and I feel that, right? Because if you're struggling all the time or barely got your head above the water and one one disaster away from drowning, you know, and, and being under, 
you know, it, it's it's both scary, it's stressful, and it's also the condition that uh, the majority of America is in right now. Like people that have and don't worry about those things forget that shit. I think a lot of times. I think they, you know, people think people deserve it or whatever. Should have got a better job and all that shit, right? Can't everybody get the better job? And then. Not only that, but the job that they say that about is probably fairly important on some level or another, you know? When you're running late to work and you got to get a bite to eat, you know, you really appreciate that that fast food worker is there to serve you some food, right? And to cook it up and, and, and to be there for you in your time of need, you know? Or at least want. And you're driving in a car that somebody else built. You're driving it on a road that somebody else built. You know, and it's it's all those different little intrinsic things that had to happen for somebody to just exist in their normal day to day. Like, and the fact that somebody out there is doing that to help in and assist with whatever it is that somebody else is doing is all part of the fabric where we get woven together, you know? And in that sense, every thread counts. And so none of them should be discredited or disrespected just because they're doing a job that somebody else might look down upon, you know? Or not see as as valuable or as skilled or whatever. I hear a lot of different adjectives to describe those kind of jobs. But the reality is that if nobody was doing those jobs, you would kind of fucking be pissy about it, you know, if you're otherwise in that area point and looking down on somebody, you know. You miss the trash man, you'd miss somebody not working in fast food, like if nobody did, you know, and it was all robotics and shit, you might get what you want, but you would still miss it, you know, and and even then I'm okay with robots uh you know, doing away with with repetitive jobs that nobody really wants to do but still are necessary if you could automate that those things away that's great but you shouldn't lose respect for people our human life and dignity in in the process of that happening you know we could all work a lot less i think people need more leisure time and time to go out and actually enjoy life because when you're struggling for money on a regular basis, you don't really have the time to do that because even if you've got the time, you've got the money, and if you're working really hard and doing a lot of overtime and that kind of shit, you might end up having the money, but then you don't have the time. So either way, you're getting robbed left to, to the right, and I know a lot of people are in that situation, you know? And if you've worked above it and beyond it, more power to you, you know? It's not to say that you didn't earn that spot, right? I think you did. It's just that in you earning it doesn't mean it wasn't fit for somebody else at the same time who maybe didn't go down that same path, you know. It's uh, talent and worth and all those things can happen and still not have a person that really found their calling in life or maybe really just was able to go and dedicate themselves to both school and keeping the water from drowning them out there, uh, you know, because those bills is due on the first, regardless of whether you're in class or not, right? And so you have to keep that college education up and get educated and get out of school and hope there's a marketplace for whatever degree you got. Hope that you make good enough choices in that regards. Get out into the real world, saddled with student debt and loans and all that shit, paying that back. And it's so hard, so damn hard out here for people to really, truly find success, you know, and really feel and find companies that are willing to really take care of their people, right? It's hard. It's not to say there's not good ones out there, but it's not the majority, it's it's not the majority at all, and we really should, as a people, fight to get changes in that regards, to be more respected on a whole as the entire workforce goes. Because if the workforce goes away, everything goes away. People keep the whole fucking thing moving, and it should be respected as such, because 
you can have all the own all the factories you want. If you don't have any anybody showing up to work in those factories, you got jack shit. Your empire is crumbled in a matter of weeks, really. You know, especially if nobody takes the job. You know, if Amazon doesn't have the delivery drivers, the factory workers, and everybody that helps make that operation move on a daily basis, and damn it, they do a damn good job of moving, right? Like. Amazon is well organized, obviously, as a company goes, right? I mean, where that shit's come from is fucking crazy. For somebody that's a zenial like myself, that's has seen that transition of the world, right, in general, like, it's it's a crazy time to be alive, what you witnessed of what wasn't and then what was all of a sudden. Like, it's insane what Amazon does. But, at the same time, if Amazon doesn't have any of those people all working those operations, Amazon doesn't exist, you know? And and so there should be respect for that. And, you know, and not just Amazon. They're just one example, you know? It's it's true the world over, but just about, like, or at least in the U.S. And Walmart pays a lot better in Germany than they do here, by the way. Like, And it's because unions and the government it forces them to make more. And we could have that same shit here, but people either don't believe it, aren't organized enough, aren't educated enough about the situation at hand that affects them, and and don't make movements in a way that benefits them uh, to make those changes, right? Because, you know, a lot of times they'll either, people won't want to do it, people will get fired and replaced, and then the people that replace them don't know what time it is, and and so on, like, you know, I mean, companies deal with it in different ways, but the one thing they don't deal with it in is actually respecting their workers and giving the people what they deserve in recognition of the fact that they're needed to make it all happen in the first place, right, and, um, we, we've, as a, as a nation, we should start holding most feet to the fire, and the only way that you get to do that is in numbers, right? Because one person alone is not going to make it happen. You need large-scale numbers to have an impact. And that takes organization within an organization. That takes people moving cohesively. It, pe- it means people having that conversation of, okay, how do we use our our labor as as a weapon, basically, you know, as the, the resource that it is because certainly they use wages as their resource their their resources you know as far as providing a job and and money to keep things moving right they provide that and use that as a weapon you know because you don't work you don't get to partake in that side of things so you know it's uh people should realize the power that they have and actually utilize it you know and by and large people don't and when they try, they probably get crushed a lot of times, you know, or, and do get crushed. Not probably. That, that definitely happens, you know. Uh, companies don't want to see you organized and knowing what your rights are and demanding more. They don't want to see that. But why? It cuts into their bottom line, right? But that bottom line is what? Stockholders, right? What about the shareholders? What about the people that are, well, the stockholders and the shareholders, same things. But I mean the people invested in making that company work on a daily basis, right? They don't have any, uh, you know, stake in that. It's to me that's crazy. You know, it's uh, if they took care of their company, uh, their their employees better, they would be taking care of their own business better in the long run. CEOs just in general make way too much fucking money uh, compared to the workforce that they oversee, and. Um, you know, not enough of them really appreciate their workers, and it's, I mean, the, and anybody that's an exception to that is the exception and not the rule, you know, Dan Price being a shining example of what a CEO could be and how companies could be run, you know, it's, uh, that $70,000 a year minimum wage is legit, like, that's, you want to look to change the future, like, that's that's a good starting point. That's a good starting point for looking in at new business models and new ways of thinking to get shit done. And i I got to imagine, I don't know anybody that works for them directly, you know, uh, but i I got to imagine his coworkers love him. 
<laughs> you know, uh, the people that are working for Gravity Systems have to absolutely love that. Have to walk into work feeling like they belong, like the, everybody's valued and important. And that's that's a great thing to have when you walk into a place. If you could feel that way every day, you know, it, it'd be a lot different than what most people walk into on a daily basis when they wake up and face their day in the morning. You know, it's yeah, I think it's probably pretty fucking rare that people walk in feeling valued by their employers. Um, and it's because of low wages and, you know, crazy health care costs and, and all those things that they don't get over overworked, you know, underpaid, like twenty four seven, right? Like it's that's the shape of America, and it's it's wild that it's gone on for so long without people really raising up and demanding fucking better. And you know, a lot of that is politics and in the way they play that and spin it in the news, which you know, when people listen to this, you know, I, I don't feel like any party that's that's of national prominence represents me you know democrats or republicans uh, neither of them speak for me you know and and the reality is, is that money runs the whole fucking show and the only people that they really speak for are corporations and you know people with a shitload of money and deep pockets and a lot of influence and if you don't have that you don't have any stake or say in how the government is run and whatever they say to get the votes is what they say to get votes. But it's not what actually fucking happens. You know, it's um, the, no politician is out there running for me or representing me. It's just how I feel. And that's true for pretty much all of America, pretty much the majority of this nation. That's actually the case. Whether they think it is or not, uh, you know, they don't. They don't represent your interests because you don't have enough money to be in their interest. You don't have enough power and you don't have enough influence, you know? And so with that being the case, you know, it's don't trust any of the news sources, really. You know, it's, uh, there's certain things that I guess you can listen to, you know, uh, but all of it's a propaganda kind of mix and all of it comes from big, big money, uh, influence, right? So every news source out there is, is bullshit on some degree or another, some more than others in my eyes, but what's it really matter? They're all lying to you. They're all trying to manipulate thought and your perception and what you're focused on and what you're looking at. You know, it's, uh, the story that doesn't get reported is just as big as the story that does a lot of times, right? Like you can, you can manipulate the masses simply by not talking about something and, and what you don't see at all, you know, and, and they all talk about the same thing, right? So it's the, the focus, some of it matters because it's actually really important what's going on. And some of it they talk about just because that's what they want you to think about, you know, so they're talking about it. And so don't trust that shit, right? I, I don't anyways. And so those those places certainly aren't pushing uh, to put it in the spotlight when people are raising wages or, or fighting for that and fighting to tell that story. That That is not in their interest, you know. That's not what they're about. So, you know, with that being the case, fuck them, right? We got to do our own thing. We got to be responsible to each other and to ourselves uh, to to build a better world. It, world, it's not going to come at the influence of of national media spots or whatever a fucking Democrat or Republican is saying. You know, it's it's not going to come like that. I think you can get the right people in office, but I think you have to do like unionized voting blocks to wield power in that direction. I think if people are really interested in making a change in politics and restoring it back to being the voice of the people is that you would have to unionize and at the same time have decentralization of an organization that all agrees to vote a certain way and have a bunch of registered voters come together. And this is mainly for the people that don't vote at all because I think I'm not alone in feeling that the government doesn't represent them. And so because of it, abstains from uh, politics altogether. And I can certainly get that viewpoint that they're going to do their shit regardless. 
and going out to the polls only encourages them, right? Um, I, I certainly, I certainly understand that perspective. I still actively vote, uh, by and large, but at the same time, I can understand why somebody has just removed themselves from that entire process because they they just don't feel like anybody speaks for them and that they're all full of shit, you know. And people that feel that way and act on that, they're right, <laughs> you know, like. Politicians don't give a shit about you, and they're not listening. They don't care. You know, they only care about looking out for themselves, looking out for the the big businesses that got the money in their pockets, and, and that's it, right? Like, it's a it's a damn shame. So, but if we were to change that, if there's a methodology to changing that, it would be large scale people getting together that don't feel represented at all and unionizing themselves into voting blocks and agreeing for uh, um, a, a candidates would have a certain set of goals in mind, you know, and that can be conferred through a lot of people and really getting together. That, that goes back to, you know, okay, you want something, what is it you want, right? You have to be able to, to articulate it and define it, right? Because without that, then you can't really set a goal around it. You can't set a parameter to, a parameter to it. You don't know if you ever really got to your goals anyways. Like, did they get accomplished? You have to know what you wanted in the first place to answer that question, right? So I think, you know, the disenfranchised should really try to work towards coming together to define what it is they actually want, you know? and get a general consensus of that going and really being able to articulate what it is. And once you have that, start coming together and saying, hey, listen, you know, going to local politicians, you know, based off where we're at in the area and what influence they can have in steering it towards those goals that everybody has kind of come to an agreement on, right? Uh you have to be, we'll, we'll come back and we'll support you, but you have to represent this when you get in office. We got to see laws that are being passed or at least, you know, introduced and talked about that show that you have an interest in making these things happen of moving towards those goals and so on and hold those people accountable, you know, and, and when you say it, do it with, you know, how many other thousands of people that you can get and really the more the merrier, right? Because the higher that number is, the stronger the organization looks, right? But at the same time, the organization can't be too organized because, as you know, or at least I would hope you would know, if you start pressing an issue too much <laughs> against the government structure as it runs, is that you, especially if you are viewed as the sole uh, source of leadership, for, for those things you put your life at danger right like and there are there are multiple occasions where you can look and point to it and say yep that's that's definitely a case of that being the case right and so i think anything that happens happens has to happen with a certain level of decentralization to where the voice isn't coming from any one person right it's a general consensus thing and people coming together and really deciding it is what they want, you know, and drafting it, writing it down, you know, a website or what have you, you know, the means is who knows, right? There's a, there's a lot of different ways that I imagine you could get that done, but, but finding a way to come to that general consensus, defining what it is that we want. And then organizing into voting blocks that say we're only going to support this person if they're showing the or committed to these certain ideals and things that we do want, and trying to elect locally, you know, on smaller elections as many as you can, of, of of them as you can across the country. Like it's only in that way that you could really start to see some difference, you know, and um, people have to be committed to that. You know, it's, it, but I think it could happen. I think with a strong enough organization behind it, and if enough people were uh, educated on it and committed to it, that you could do it. You know, it's, uh, 
it's hard to keep people's interest in, in, in this shit that's, you know, probably pretty boring and uh, takes more attention than most people are willing to pay in this modern age, especially which, again, you know, a lot of people are, are got their necks to the water to their necks in, in one disaster away from drowning. It, all of that's all by design, right? Because you can't think about organizing and you can't think about taking the next step in society and moving things forward when the only thing that you can really focus on is keeping some food on the table or keeping a roof above your head, you know. And the money is just one more means to a trapping in the society that we've built here um, to keep things from moving forward, you know, or giving you what you want. And so I want to, you know, let's let's talk about it, right? And it's it's a podcast, right? <laughs> it's what it's all about. Like, let's start talking about it. Let's start having that conversation. Let's let's let it be something that people are are actively focused on, you know, of coming together, figuring it out, and then voting the right way and articulating that to the politicians, you know, and and knowing. You know, you've got a League of Voters, American League of Voters, whatever you want to call it. There could be any other name for it. it what the name is doesn't matter, but it's the idea that a lot of people are, are with it, general consensus, and active in informing would-be candidates or people that are running, you know, this is what it is. We can bring X amount of votes to the table for you, but you have to be about it. You have to be about representing the views of the people themselves, you know, and if you could, if you could, what's the word I'm looking for, if, if you could capitalize, and I hate that word, right, especially with all the connotations that it comes from, but if you could tap into that, that 60% of the population that doesn't vote, that could vote and doesn't, if you could tap into that and get a majority of, of that population, to get out there and get to the polls in ways that mattered and showed them that it mattered, uh, you could you could flip the script on politics in America. You could you could be a change that that they wouldn't be able to stop. You know, and and, and it has to be about that, right? It has to be like this unstoppable force of the will of the people to be represented, and you know, it, it would be an amazing thing. And it's definitely possible if you bring a good enough numbers set to the polls, you know, and do whatever it takes to pass the the bullshit voting laws that they're bound to to pass in reaction to it, you know. um, If you get it all past those and get it well organized, it could be a powerful force to be reckoned with in politics in America. And once you start having politicians that represent the will of the people you could really start seeing things change, you know, uh, it's, uh, because it's, again, it's coming back to that articulation of the ideas. If you'll know it's happening, if you start checking off that checklist, you know, if there's, if there's things we really want, you know, if we want a living wage, if we want guaranteed vacations, if you want paternal and maternity leave when a baby's born, um, and not having to worry about things, if you want, low-priced health insurance you could have all those things you know it could all be possible it's just people coming together and making it possible you know because it's not a it's not a question of shortage it's not like they're running out of money it's not like jeff bezos doesn't have his super yacht or is paying for a bridge to be rebuilt just so he can float his boat underneath it it's not like they don't have the money right it's not a shortage issue. People talk like as if there's not enough to go around. There's plenty to go around. They just ain't handing it out, you know. And they won't until we start demanding it and making it impossible to say no, <laughs> you know. You you got to come with that godfather and, and make them an offer they can't refuse kind of thing, you know. And that's what it's about, right? Like, and so I think about those things because I, I want this world to be a better place. I want grandkids to wake up and live in something better than what they currently would know if they were grandkids born today right generational improvement but it has to happen on a large scale you know i want it seen at levels you know in my dream of dreams i want it seen at levels that we've never seen you know maybe someday we'll get there 
I certainly hope that we do. You know, just same reason I'm having these kinds of conversations. I hope to have a lot more of them. I hope to have somebody in front of me to have those conversations. And again, a lot of people that hear this podcast for the first time are going to be the people that I work with. So listen, I know we talked about uh, sitting down and having the conversation and making the podcast happen and being a guest. I know we've talked about that, you know, with a lot of the people that I would love to have on as guests. Let's make it happen. Let's put it on the calendar. Let's make a date, circle something that works. You know, I'll drive out, whatever. Like, it doesn't have to be anywhere in particular. You know, just maybe not so much background noise about the only thing that would really uh, probably mess up recording a podcast. Other than that, I'm down for wherever. Reach out, get a hold of me. Let's sit down and have some more conversations because I want to talk about all these things. I want to talk about more. I want to talk about whatever we happen to get into. You know, it's a conversation can go in any direction. And I think it's important for us to have some conversations with some meaning. Start looking at, you know, what do we want this world to be? What do we want out of life, right? What's best for everybody? And, and, and at the same time, do it in a way that we're, we're not taking away personal choice. Because I want to be clear on that one. I think people should be free. Free to do whatever the fuck it is they want to do with their life and their days and those kinds of things, right? I just think that we need things in place that make doing and living life a little bit easier for everybody, right? Everybody. The world over. We don't have to exploit people the way we do. We don't have to, it doesn't have to be so dirty the way that it is. Like, it's it's a cold world out there, right? Full of a lot of cold characters. And, and only we can change that, right? Only the people, the people of this earth can change that. But you got to demand it because they're not going to, they're not going to just volunteer it. It's not going to come willingly you know and without struggle right that's not how power works you look at history you know that's not how it works right and a lot of times they'll try to sit in and crush you and and cut off the head and watch the body die that's why it's got to be a decentralized thing so like regardless of what happens to any one person that the movement still carries on you know it's uh i think about things on that level you know it's because the ideas that I'm talking about are bigger than it'll ever be uh, for any one person. It, it's bigger than that. And I'll be lucky if I live long enough on this earth to see any of them, truth be told. you know. But it's not about me. It's it, I think about future generations. I think about the kids that will grow up in the world 300 years from now. You know, I hope the world that they grow up is the cool one. If my blood lineage has passed on down that time... And I got some great, 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 great grandkids or whatever it would be that would arrive down that path oh so long into the future. I want to waken up in a cool world, you know. I want to waken up in a place that makes more sense than this world that we wake up today does. Because there's a lot of senseless shit in the world. And it's usually power and greed that got it there. That ended up pushing things into senselessness you know it's and so that works for the very few that works for a handful of people on this globe but it doesn't work for the majority of people and it's crazy that we let that tiny little greedy fucking subset of humanity control everything we fucking let them do it you know we wake up every day and it happens but it doesn't have to happen we could get away from that shit, you know, but it's not going to happen without organization, it's not going to happen without knowing what we want, and moving in unison to that common goal, that's the only way it can happen, you know, and so, I want to address all those things and more, there's so much to address, there's so much to talk about, you know, my throat's getting a little hoarse here, I probably could use a drink of water. I'm not even sure how long I've been talking for. You know, hopefully I've kept your interest. Hopefully you feel like there's more to talk about. And there is. There's so much more to talk about. Hope there's, hope I've captured your attention for this long. You know, uh, certainly reach out to me. Let's talk some more. I love y'all. God bless. You know, 
um, for real. And uh, yeah, it, it's the it's the Parker Parker podcast. You know, hopefully many more episodes to come, and I, I could really talk some more. It's I might pause this thing and just come back with some water. The only thing right now is I got a little bit of a dry throat, but. I could keep on with this conversation. I feel like I got more to talk about, you know, but I appreciate y'all for being here. I appreciate y'all listening. I'm hoping continued support will happen and I'll keep on making these things because, you know, uh, it's, uh, I feel like I was born to talk and I hope the world is ready to listen. You know, it's a thought and a prayer, God willing, right? You know, love y'all. Thank y'all for making this far in the podcast, though, for real. Really do appreciate y'all. And love y'all for the support. You know, if you've gotten this far, uh, you're with it, you know, and, and I appreciate that. And I love that. I love that I know so many cool people in my life and uh, just open minded, cool ass people. The world can't get enough of them, you know. Uh, I'm glad that I, I know the people that I do in this world, you know, and I've run into the people and and met the people that I have. It's uh, It's all about. It's all about that, you know, of coming together. There's so much more to this life than just fucking working all the time, right? And, uh, you know, I don't get enough time to, to hang out with coworkers and that kind of thing outside of it because everybody's just like, oh, shit, let me go home, you know? And I get that. I absolutely get that. Um, at the same time, though, I just wish that we had, like, more time dedicated to just leisure, like, if I was coming to work and like got paid to just sit around and drink beer and talk with my coworkers, I would love that shit, right? It'd be the coolest shit ever. You know, it's uh they should have like a day of leisure uh for coworkers, you know, of people that come to work to not work, you know. It's so uh, we need more celebration of being able to just relax and hang out and have a good time, right? And not be stressed about work itself or making money or paying bills, you know, it's, um, I'm damn good at leisure and I haven't got paid for it once. <laughs> uh, it's kind of hilarious to me, you know, it's, um, but shit, maybe low key I have, cause I, I like to have a good time while I'm at work, you know, as, uh, as people that know me know well. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's, uh, we, we all deserve some love and respect in this world and in this life and we should keep on striving for it. And until the whole world has it, you know, it's, um, I really do believe that. And I believe in having conversations suited to that and promoting that idea and that thought and keeping that discussion going and that conversation, uh, so much more to talk about. You know, I find the conversation of religion interesting. I find the conversation of the things that we get used to divide in this society interesting, you know, in, in ways to, really overcome that and get past it you know it's um you know no disrespect to anybody or their belief systems out there right like you know it's uh, i know it's a very uh personal thing right and so so i definitely get that i just don't think it should ever be a tool of hatred and division and it it too often is you know and you know uh in the true reflection, if if you believe in God, you know, in in the vibrations and positive energy, you know, and really even if you didn't, right? Like if you're atheist, I get that too. Uh, the way I look at that one too is that the universe is really only one of two options, right? It's either going to be sourceless or it's going to have a source. That's really it, right? So, so at worst, it's a 50-50 split is the way that I look at it. Right. And so if it's a sourceless universe and that life and everything and all of existence really came out of nowhere, right, without anything that made it be, it just was right. If it's a sourceless universe, then death is going to look a lot like that space uh, in between me going to bed and waking up where I didn't have any kind of dreams, just that void in the middle, that exercise in nothingness, right? And if if that's what that's like, it's, uh, I'm not scared of that, right? That's not that's not a big deal to me, you know, because you you would just be that forever, and you wouldn't know it because you wouldn't be there to experience it, right? And so that's that's one case 
you know, and, and, I, you know, if, if you're being honest about it, it would have to be at least a 50% chance, right? I think it's capped at 50% because source or sourceless. Because the source universe means that it all emanates from a power that we would ascribe the word God to, right? Because that would be the source of all creation and everything that it, that entails, right? That would have to be God because, you know, it's it's the source, right? So, um, and that source is older. Th- if if we do live in a universe of source, that source is older than the planet itself, which means that God would predate any religion or name that you would ascribe to God. God is beyond that, you know. And I listen. I've read some Tao Taoist texts and um they resonate with me though they never use the word god in the translations that I've seen uh, they usually call it the way or the or the Tao, which means the way as as my understanding of it goes anyways um but it'll say things like you know the the Tao that can be explained is not the Tao, right and a lot of people are just like oh okay yeah you know but there there's so much depth in saying that, right? Because if if you take the way and God as being the same thing, which is what it's talking about, right? Um, if you take them the same way that I do, or from that perspective, if that's the source of the universe, there's no way that anybody on Earth could come even close to comprehending what that source is and the power behind it. And the the ability to manifest things so uh, wild is what happens in nature, right? <laughs> like, like uh, to to be at the source of that all is unfathomable and could not be explained and captured by human minds nor words, right? And so, in saying that, you know, it's it, whatever. It, you know, belief system or, or what have you, whatever you want to call it, allows you to arrive at a, a close connection with that source and, and to feel guided by positive energy and those kinds of things, right? Which is, I think is, you know, I mean, ultimately, isn't that what religion is? is like, is getting in touch with that, right? It's uh, on a spiritual level, if it's if it's coming from a place of uh, of pure heart, right? It's like trying to establish that relationship in connection with the source, right? And so whatever means you you uh, go by to get in touch with that, by all means, do you, you know? And I mean no disrespect to whichever way that works for a person, right? If, if you are, you know, a person that believes in God, which, you know, personally, I lean towards that. Like, I, I think God is real. I think, I think we live in a source universe. That's, that's my own feeling on it, you know? Um, but I have to... I have to say, you know, even though that's my faith that that's the case, I have to acknowledge that the opposite chance also exists, right? That 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 it's a sourceless universe, right? Like that option exists there. And so I'm not going to say it definitively that that God is real, right? Because because no one really knows. No one anybody that tells you different in the sense that like they know what happens after death like those people are if you say it definitively you say it on matters of faith alone you know, like no one's got proof one way or another right um even though some people will say they do near death experiences and those kinds of things which again i i think the source is real right so um those stories don't really uh i find them a bit fascinating but i don't look at it as either proof nor um at the same time that it just that or a hoax right like uh, i believe somebody had that experience if they say they had that experience you know without knowing them personally i just say okay they had that experience but you know it's uh but going back to it the whole point of bringing it up though is that whatever you call that name and whatever belief system you follow that can't be hatred right like if it's if it's hatred then you if it motivates you to hatred and the murders of others or whatever, then I believe that's in corruption of what that source is. You know, I, I think love is the the closest thing you can get to understanding that, you know, and real 
joy and humanity and and um just loftiness of spirit right like when you when you like feel in the best you possibly can and then the most loving situation you've ever known right like that's that's the closest that you can get to god basically in this world and if uh your belief system isn't leading you towards that or in those moments of of appreciation for that then you know maybe maybe you should look at it a little bit closer you know and, and ask yourself is it really is that really god's will you know because god would happen before before we ascribed any name to it you know there could still only be one source like i think you know it's it's a monotheistic kind of thing and the concept of it all you know um but what happens after you die are, are you using those things to as a means of of hatred and judgment it's it's uh i think it falls short of what god would or want or what's in tune with the source you know and so that's my take on it um and but we use it as a tool for division you know and it it can't be divided right because if you pray to god like there's only one you know it's it's not like whatever name or belief system you prescribe to it's still going back to the single source so if it's the single source then it doesn't matter what name you call it you're still praying to the same god in the end you know um and so with that being the case is the you to use it as a means of judgment of real god fake god that kind of thing everybody believes they're praying to the source of all creation so uh to use it as a source of hatred is is so fucking silly because it, it's all going back to the same to the same source regardless you know at least in the minds of the believers right like even if it's so quote unquote a corruption from other ones that's just division that's just difference in history like it's all trying to get the believers in the same place right of of love and respect for fellow humans you know which is where we should be at even if god wasn't real and the universe is sourceless we should still be looking to go towards that because that just makes the most fucking sense you know uh, for all humanity and we really got to start thinking about uh the bigger picture in mind and hope that we do and hope that these conversations that we're having are pushing people towards that you know i certainly want that to be the case it's why I'm having them in the first place. But I also, like, I, I'm not 100% serious as a person. Like, I, I think of a lot of deep shit, I think, you know, and and question those things. The things that people try to avoid talking about when we're at bars or parties and those kinds of things. But to me, like, I, I think we should be getting into those conversations at some point in our life with other people than just ourselves, right? Just to kind of, you know play off each other see some ideas you know you might get a perspective different than yours and fresh and new and and kind of make you look at things a little bit different or just you know interesting to hear where other people are coming from you know uh but i also at the same time i like to joke i like to have a good time you know i'll have a beer in my hand at any given moment when i'm not at work and you know all the 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 responsibilities are taken care of sometimes sometimes not necessarily you know whatever <laughs> But, yeah, it's, uh, don't take it too serious, but at the same time, take it serious as fuck, right? Because life is both, both dualities, you know? Like, some of the things need seriousness and attention and, and real focus on, and some things we should just be laughing about and having a good time, you know? And, uh, life is both things, right? And so... You know, let's, I hope to have both. I hope to have some laughs and I hope to have some deep, thought-provoking conversations. And I hope to express myself as myself through this medium and this channel uh, to continue having good conversations with people and to continue to let other people that don't know me hear me, you know. So please, uh, if you've made it this far, again, love and respect to you. I appreciate you. Um, it, you know, if, if you dig what's being said and think other people would be interested in it, please tell a friend, right? Let the word get out there. I hope more, more people are listening to the Parker Parker podcast, you know, um, and I hope more people are, are having some conversations that eventually could get this whole thing moving in a direction that works for the best for everybody. I, I would love to see it, uh, personally, 
If I don't, that's cool too. I would love if my great-great-grandkids could see it, though, you know. And I would love it if your great-great-grandkids out there um, could see it as well, right? Like, let's 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 go build a better world, you know. Uh, we owe it to ourselves to do that. I really believe that. So, uh, with that, I'm going to sign off. I love y'all. Thank you for being here. Um, appreciate the love and support. I really do appreciate everybody out there. Y'all have a good night. Uh, we will talk soon.